Jesus. If you look at the bones of a Jesus or a Rex. <laughs> if you look closely at the universe, you will see that it was created by God. <laughs> hey, hey guys, remember when Family Guy was funny? All right. <laughs> yeah. Seth MacFarlane, I... all I want for Christmas is for Family Guy to be funny again. I, I I don't want my silence to be taken for a cent, so I must say I regularly watch Family Guy and enjoy it. In fact, they just did an episode um, called Three Directors where they did the same story three times in like a mini-episode thing, mm-hmm. but each one was from the perspective of a different director. So they had one that was um, Quentin Tarantino, one that was... Uh, uh, Wes Anderson, and the Wes Anderson was fucking hilarious. Oh. Um, if if you've ever seen a Wes Anderson movie, he he fucking nailed everything that's great and terrible about a Wes Anderson movie. And then they did Michael Bay, which I was fine. But the Wes Anderson thing ha- had me in goddamn stitches. I do I do like I do like Wes Anderson and Tarantino? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jesus, Jesus Day. It's the reason for the season for some people, unless up you're... on the house top ring, here falls out jumps Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it used to be in old traditions um, in some up places on the that house it was stop. click 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 click. <laughs> <laughs> is that the sound of uh, is that the sound of Jesus on the roof? He clicks around. Is he a clicker? Uh, oh, Jesus clicker. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is incredible. In some old traditions, they said that the Christ child was the one who gave present, presents on Christmas, like flew to house to house. Not Santa Claus, but the Christ child. The baby Jesus would fly from house to house giving good children presents. Now, don't quote me on that, but I think I think I remember reading about that somewhere. In the Torah or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the Quran. <laughs> because, you know, Jesus is not the savior in, in those stories. He's just a magical baby that flies around and gives you presents. Every, every time a child opens a present and gets the present that he wants, a Jesus gets its wings. <laughs> I think my favorite variation of the Santa Claus story is the one where he's always he's he travels the world with uh, what was it like six to eight black men? Do you guys know about that what? one? No, yeah. black six to eight black men. Yep, according to the according to the myth, uh, Santa travels. They're his helpers, and they travel with him. He doesn't have elves, and he travels around, and he, they they give presents to the good children and the bad children get hit with sticks, thrown in a bag, and taken by uh, Santa Claus to his uh, workshop in Spain. I think this might be Argentinian Santa Claus, but I can't remember. Or that or it's Spanish Santa Claus, and he flies Ar- to Argentina. Argentinian Santa Claus. Argentinian Santa Claus. He used to play bass for Argentinian Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, obviously, we're all in the Christmas, the, uh, the Christmas slash... Yeah, I am. I got a fucking rad present. What did you get? Okay, two things we have to talk about. Okay. One, 
My roommate heard me uh, in my bathtub during the live stream. For those of you who don't know, uh, I live streamed reading Kazam, the scholastic novelization of Kazam, um, in the room in my apartment that I get the best Wi-Fi reception in, which is my bathroom. So I read it in the bathtub. It was sexy uh, as fuck. You guys missed out. Alan, Alan did some things that you know maybe people shouldn't see ever. But man, did you? I got very, that? I got very drunk. Anyway, uh, <laughs> my roommate heard, my roommate heard that through the wall, and uh, yesterday handed me the novelization of the film Steel. <laughs> oh shit! Um, oh shit! And then just today, um, my my buddy Sean. Uh, Asian Greg, for anyone who knows Don Somewhere stuff, uh, he gave me a uh, a WWF Attitude Bear uh, of uh, Mick Foley, Mankind. Oh. Um, Wait, oh man, that is uh, from the nineties and old as fuck. Uh, Please it, tell me you're going to get that that teddy bear, another teddy bear, to throw him off a miniature hell in a cell. I suppose I could. <laughs> I, I like that you have picked up on the fact that Mick Foley and Mankind are the same person. I've learned from the best. Um I'm just clarifying that for all the non-wrestling fans who are like, how does that meme relate to this meme? Well. 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 <laughs> they are the same human being. Can, can, um, can, uh, all I want for Christmas, though, you guys, is for you to explain wrestling storylines to me. So when are we going to do that? <laughs> I mean, we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. it it'll right. happen. Okay. The best gift that has been given this year was not given to me, and I did not give it. A friend of uh, Chelsea uh, gave her uh, The Art of Satoshi Khan uh, with a tribute from Darren Onorovsky. It's a uh, nice, uh, real nice Dark Horse book of just a bunch of Satoshi Khan artwork with a bunch of nice notes. I'm looking at it right now because even though it was a gift to Chelsea... Uh, she left it at my house as she is wont to leave things at my house. Mm-hmm. Dude, uh, that sounds fucking rad. I'm going to have to look that up. I uh, I think I got someone the weirdest present I've ever gotten anybody. What's yeah. that? Uh, they already know about it, so I can talk about it. Um, my friend Admiral Ash, uh, who is my uh, co-host on Drunken Pirate Gaming Nights, um, the setup to this is that... Uh, we pirates, we celebrate Shark Week and drink during it and watch shark videos. I celebrate um, Shark Week. Oh, dude. Oh, uh, continue. I'm thinking of something else. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and the, at the last Shark Week, this tradition has been started for some reason. Basically, other pirates from our pirate crews around the U.S. Um, have been sending ash these little shark grabber things. They're like uh, a stick with like a, a trigger on the end of it. And at the other end of it is a shark head and you pull the trigger and like the shark's mouth opens and closes. Oh yeah. I know about those things. So like an extendy claw, but it looks like a shark. Kinda. It's not like made for claw use. 
but it's just, you know. Anyway, so they found him cheap on Amazon, and they've been sending him, like, hundreds of these things. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, he's been talking to me. Like, it was funny at first, but then they went to Texas this year for our uh, yearly trip to the Texas Renaissance Fair. And he's like, the shark claw thing is getting out of hand. <laughs> and, because uh, apparently, like, they, like, went out to a bar, but uh, pirates there, like, pre-handed out shark grabbers to the entire staff of the bar. <laughs> oh, and, wow showed them a picture of Ash and told them to give him one every time they saw him. <laughs> um, so he's getting sick of fucking sharks. And this is a guy who, like, his favorite movie is Jaws. He started the Shark Week thing. So I got him shark jerky. <laughs> Whoa. How does that taste? I gotta know. I'll let you know. I think we're going to eat it on the channel. So you should. Shark jerky. I got him I got him Mako and Hammerhead. Is our... <laughs> is that even sustainable? I don't know. I just is, that, is that legal? Is it legal? It, it, was, it was on Amazon, so... <laughs> just because so, it's so on Amazon... Maybe. <laughs> There are certain uh, antibiotics that you're not allowed that that you're supposed to have a prescription for, but they're the same if you get them for a dog as if you got them for a human. They do the same thing, and so there are a bunch of like uh, antibiotics that you can buy on Amazon that are labeled as dog antibiotics, and there's a bunch of five star reviews that say, uh, "Thanks, because of this, my dog can go to work today." <laughs> <laughs> you know, if my dog worked, um, I, I wouldn't have to have a Patreon. But she doesn't because she's a lazy fucking freeloader. I'm looking right at you, Gracie. She don't give a fuck. Hey. By the way, thanks, Patreon, for not fucking everything up. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Patreon. <laughs> they they actually uh, pulled her an about face and said, yeah, okay, we, we, we were going to screw a bunch of people over, so we stopped. So, uh,. I appreciate that they recognized the error of their ways and went back to doing what they've always done. Uh, meanwhile, YouTube is just like, hey, yeah, we're going to uh, demonetize everything uh, through an automated system that doesn't know what it's doing. And then at the end of the year, they're like, we heard your complaints. We're going to have hi hire, hire more people to flag videos. And it's just like, whoa, no, no, you took the wrong way. You took the wrong message away from this. YouTube just is is getting worse and worse. There's just no there's no hope. It's an unsustainable platform, and that's why it keeps losing money because people are encouraged to upload low effort, long form videos. Oh, you mean like undercooked analysis? Oh, like undercooked analysis, <laughs> rather than I don't know, midnight marinara. Yeah, uh -huh. Wouldn't it be nice if you were incentivized to upload that instead? Gosh, golly gee, dead palette, it sure would. Yeah, is the problem that we're all facing. Welcome Luckily. to Under Complaint Christmas Talysis. Hey, we've got some things to put in your stocking this year. It's called Short and Shivery Volume, uh, what are we on, 16, 17? Something crazy like that? 
I don't know, but it's it's basically Christmas. It's basically Christmas, and we have two stories that are basically Christmas. So uh, hey, uh, I, I tried David. to. Here's the here's the problem. I tried to look up. I wanted to be inclusive, and I tried to look up like Hanukkah stories. It's not oh, that would have been that would have been good, but I, well, let me let me see. Hey, future David, uh, could you try and start the episode with a mashup of uh, Christmas in Hollis Queens by Run DMC? And uh, Clarissa explains it all theme. Holy shit. You know, that could probably actually work. I'm still pretty happy with how um, uh, Nasty sounded along with Clarissa at the be- at, in the middle of the, the vulture in the dream. And yes. I'm feeling confident in my, in my mixing ability with Clarissa. So, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you, future David, for what was at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. By the way, that always reminds me that uh, Kayla and I are, um, are have to. Well, Kayla introduced me to this, the tradition of watching Die Hard every Christmas Day. So, God damn it! <laughs> have you? Uh, there's, there's this text post on uh, that someone sent me that really, really hit home. <laughs> Die Hard is my favorite Christmas movie. Okay, get it because it's an action movie that takes place during Christmas. Yeah, got it. A lot of people choose Christmassy movies as their favorites. Uh huh. But not me. Nope. It's Die Hard. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that on Twitter. That's amazing. Uh, I I I am not a huge fan of Christmas movies, except for Elf. Because <laughs> boy, howdy, does that movie just capture the spirit of Christmas in a way that most Christmas movies are commercialized and don't. <laughs> um, my top three Christmas musts are uh, Scrooged. Um, Scrooge is great. Because Christmas needs more Bill Murray. Yes. Um, my favorite is uh, Spooged. Yeah, Bill Murray's in that too. Um, um, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town is in my opinion, uh, the most, uh, the most underrated, uh, superhero origin story of all time. Uh, That's true. And, uh, did did you ever see the, uh, the life and adventures of Santa Claus though? Uh, no, there's a, that was a later Rankin Bass one. Uh, which surprisingly enough, they did. They've done. They did two different Santa Claus origin st- stories, and this one is completely different than. Um, I'm more Weird. Lord of the Rings esque, which makes sense because Rankin Bass did The Hobbit and Return of the King. So, and uh, the, the one movie I, I watch every year during Christmas uh, without fail is uh, the MST3K uh, riff of uh, uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. So do you, so do you prefer that one to Santa Claus? I do. Okay, I um I like them both a lot, but my my preference is for Santa Claus. It's just the much more un- unhinged of the two, in my opinion. It is pretty crazy. Um, when you got a when you got a devil, when you got Santa Claus taking on the literal devil. <laughs> Tough luck, pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy to miss here. So I my search for Hanuk my my re, renewed search for Hanukkah creepypasta has failed. There was one one story that oh, these was Jews set on got Hanukkah. Their horror game. 
Yeah, come on, you guys. Well, I guess it's because, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know. It's just not oversaturated enough in the creepy field. I mean, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I converted to Judaism. Now I wish I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> Is, is If you're a Christian and you convert to Judaism, is that like going back to a previous patch on your phone? <laughs> I was like, I got to uninstall you... the New Testament from my faith. <laughs> you uninstalled Jesus. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus was getting on my nerves. It's, it's, it's too invasive. And keep in mind, my, my immediate family celebrates the winter solstice, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> We go way, we're going way back. So, happy Yule Tide, everybody. Did you burn your Yule logs this year? Anyway, uh, we have two stories. Uh, do we want to start with Christmas or Christmas in July? Let's start with uh, Christmas in December. Uh, I mean, sure. That sounds good. Uh,. I could never sleep well in hotels. I guess that's somewhat of an understatement. I could never sleep well in general, but hotels were the worst. That is a fine opening paragraph-ite. Mm-hmm. I concur. Just the thought of the previous occupant of the bed is a complete... Uh, just the thought that the, that the previous occupant of the bed is a complete stranger was repulsive in my mind. But that's besides the point. What I'm getting at is how this lack of sleep in hotels changed my life. Minor front loading? Minor? I mean... Christmas. We were spending Christmas in a shitty hotel and not with family. Great. Interesting. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I didn't enjoy the all-you-can-eat buffet of soggy hash browns and grits for Christmas Eve dinner. Of course, the first snow of the season had to cancel our flight down in Virginia. It was Christmas Eve, and I was trying to sleep in this bleach-saturated room. My mind was wandering, wondering, what happened in here to cause such an excessive amount of bleach needed. Um, so relatable, the all-you-can-eat buffet of terrible food at a hotel. Mm-hmm. I'm, tell- I'm telling you, having, having gone to many continental breakfasts in my time, yeah. you, head to the, you head to the waffle maker and don't make eyes at anything else. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, resp- I, am, I wouldn't have survived many a Comic-Con if not for a continental breakfast. I'm just saying, sometimes you just got to eat what they give you so you could fuel yourself for the rest of the day. So you could hopefully, hopefully sit at one end of a very big room and in the distance see a tiny dot of red hair that is Karen Gillan, the love of your life. <laughs> you, know, you guys have seen me at cons. The only thing I live off at cons is energy drink and alcohol. It's yeah, true. pretty much. Quite literally. That's <laughs> all I did. Uh, I, I, I swear Brandon has like a wonder metabolism. I don't even understand it. I, I've I've seen you go whole well and that's not true, because the last time you were around, at the end of every day we would basically stop at KFC on the way home and that's how you lived. 
Yeah, but consisting of three pieces of chicken a day. <laughs> like, no, no, let's be real. It was mostly just alcohol and... No, no, and, no, uh, I, I realize that. It has to be balanced out somehow, but I, I, I want to see. I want to see if you could do it just on alcohol and energy drinks. Oh, I, I totally could. Um, but when you were I, uh... here... When you were here in Ohio, uh, I didn't need anything. And then the last day, I ate a pizza and came in my pants. Right. I, I, I recall. I, I tell this story frequently. Everybody who listens to the show I know. on many an occasion has heard me tell this story, so I won't bear repeating I, uh, it. I will say that before the California trip, trip, I looked up all sorts of cool places to eat in California. And then I got there and was like, nope, in and out Burger four times. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next time you guys are I do, here, I do need to do, I do need to do chicken and waffles next time I come up though. We got to do Roscoe's. Ooh, we definitely got to do Roscoe's. Um, actually, Alan, uh, you did eat one cool thing while you were here and it was an entire bag of blue sparkly sugar. It, it's true. <laughs> that did happen. I can, you know how like there's muscle memory and all sorts of that stuff. I can, like, my brain can summon up the taste of what was in that bag whenever I need to. <laughs> I just picture you, like, having an introspective moment while the camera, like, to know that you're thinking about it. Camera slowly zooms in on your head while the opening, like, music from Home Alone plays in the background. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we think of the story so far, though? I am generally approving of it. Same here. Yes, there. same. Yeah. Uh, it, but here's the thing: is we have we have learned the hard way that things can shit the bed at any time, mm-hmm. and so things can be terrible from the get go. But good things can shit the bed at any time. But so far, I- I'm pretty optimistic about this story. Right. I think this is an older story. I'm not sure uh, when it was posted up here, but uh, I mean, I guess it remains to be seen. Uh, not sure why there's relevance to that statement. I just, I think I recall seeing the name before, but I'm still reading this sight unseen. Anyway. It, well, well, no, you're saying that because I'll tell you why you're saying that. Cause it doesn't have creepypasta nouveau trappings. It has yeah. school creepypasta vibe. Mm-hmm. It, it, um, it feels like but, but, more ash can, at least at the beginning. Yeah. It, 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 it hasn't fallen into the no sleep trap. Let's call it. <laughs> it hasn't it hasn't fallen into that formula. Mm-hmm. The, the author has their own personality to stuff. Yeah. Uh, whose turn is it to read? I think it's Alan. Okay. Um, okay. The room was nothing out of the ordinary. Speaking of which, uh, go see the disaster artist. It's pretty good. Uh, two beds. I did not. But I will. Two beds. Uh, one... F- because contrary to what I just said, the room is quite out of the ordinary. Um, <laughs> but this room was nothing out of the ordinary. Two beds, one for my dad, and uh, another for my sister and mom. <laughs> dad. I'm a, a bullshit dad. <laughs> a bathroom. So, 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 so we went from reading stories with no parents to no reading parents. a story with plenty of parents. Okay. A bathroom and a stained microwave that looked in good need of a dust in need of a good dusting. Somehow, I escaped the room and stench of bleach into a dreamless sleep. Waking up, 
I could tell it was early morning. My dad was next to me, snoring, and he usually wakes up before 4 a.m. Please tell me you're making a reference to Monster Factory whenever you go, Dad. Um, I don't know what I'm making a reference to. It's something, though. Um, remind me to link you to Just Like Art later. My okay. dad. <laughs> <laughs> and that that's when it hit me. Somebody turned around and started, play that funky music, white boy. Um, it's Christmas. And I was about to let this bad, bad fortune ruin my favorite holiday. Looking at... Look, oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Looking across the bed at the clock to check the time is when I noticed it. A silhouette of a man about 6'3 across the room staring at my mom sleep. Okay, that that makes sense. I, I just <laughs> I just read it really awkwardly. It's, a, it's an awkwardly worded phrase. I, it's properly, I guess you could say, uh, watching my mom sleep. But it's something kind of weird about staring at my mom's sleep, which is actually makes it sound weirder even i mean weirder and not in, and not in like an unintentional way but somehow i don't, I don't know Go ahead. well no if, if you if you in, instead speak this and there is this weird implication in these kinds of stories that this is conversational uh-huh. then it makes perfect sense right yeah it just doesn't read well um still half asleep and caught up in the moment i couldn't think Help but think of Santa. <clears throat> I saw Mama kissing Santa. I realized how stupid the thought was, and horror films filled my head. Wait, wait. Uh. Did you fuck my mom? <laughs> <laughs> that is. Did you fuck my mom? The first time I saw that is Did one you? of. The- one of the one of, one of the top ten hardest I've ever laughed in my life. <laughs> you fuck my mom, Santa Claus. <laughs> That's always sunny for people that don't know. Yes, I highly recommend the Always Sunny Christmas special to everybody. It's so good. Anyway. Um, not I to realized... downplay the seriousness of the moment, but yeah, <laughs> the story, but yeah. I realized how stupid the thought was, and horror soon filled my head. I choked back a shriek. I knew I couldn't let him see me awake, so I quietly put my head back down and pretending to sleep. Okay, that was me fucking up, everybody. I quietly put my head back down, pretending to sleep. My mind was racing. My arms were heavy. <laughs> God damn it. I knew it. Knees week, other stuff. Fruit Someone cake was on my in sweater my already. Someone was in my room, and I couldn't do anything. I saw a scrawny 16-year-old. I was... What the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me today? Uh, uh, I think the list Mr. Illiterate, uh, Mr. Illiterate banter, banner has been passed today. Yeah, I, th- I, I w- think... Maybe he's a little delirious yesterday from his adventures and trying to discover perpetual motion. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, that was a thing. Oh boy, <laughs> let's not even explain that. Let's just no. uh, let's let. Hey people... guys, uh, if you ever feel like coming and uh, 
joining me, I know a Chinese restaurant we're not going to eat at. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the warning. Thanks for taking a bullet for both of us, Alan. No problem. I was a scrawny 16-year-old. Well, well, we all go there and indulge long enough, maybe we will discover perpetual motion. <laughs> I'm convinced that the key to perpetual motion can be found <laughs> at that Chinese restaurant, Alan. <laughs> and we must go back for science. I was a scrawny 16-year-old. This man looked built like a fox. Ox! Fuck! <laughs> Oh, he was a sexy man. <laughs> da, 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 da. What, what does he say? What does what does he say? Shut up. No. <laughs> I wondered if I could wake my dad up in time, but I knew that wouldn't work. He slept like a rock. A bucket my of dad. water. What? My dad. <laughs> dad. He slept like a rock. A bucket of water couldn't get him up fast enough. I was practically in tears. I'd never felt so helpless. For a second time, I choked back a scream. He was standing next to me, and I could feel and hear his repulsive breath on my face. It smelled like he'd been eating rotting meat for a week now, with no thought of to brush his teeth. If he didn't know I was awake, surely he did now, seeing my face was contorted in fear. Um, please think of something more descriptive than rotting meat. You Thank you, authors. <laughs> Collectively, please do not, authors of the internet use the term uh, rotting meat to describe Anything something that's something that smells yeah something that smells bad um the breathing stopped and i couldn't help the sigh i couldn't help the sigh of relief i would have kicked myself but there was no need i heard the room door open and close i launched out of bed Nothing in the room was in disarray, and my family was still asleep. That couldn't have been a dream. I couldn't have imagined it. Feeling awake as ever, a horrible idea popped into my head, and before I could push it away, I was pulling the door open. Hmm. Glancing back to the door, in order to memorize the room number... I saw the giant spray-painted black X on the door. <clears throat> Had I seen this without the prior experience, I probably would have thought it was just some stupid kids. You know, the X-Gang. <laughs> the X-Nauts. Yeah. It could have been the X-Ticles. Yeah, I was about to say the X-Ticles. Um, Decepticles. More <laughs> than you bargained for. <laughs> I knew Frisky Dingo. I knew better, but not enough to know what it was for. Uh, my heart skipped a beat. There he was, turning the corner at the end of the hall. Why am I doing this? This sounds like a guy about to give a love letter to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> my heart skipped a beat there he was turning the corner at the end of the hall why am I doing this <laughs> I, let's keep that in mind as I continue reading it I tailed him down to the parking lot he was nowhere in sight one moment he's walking out to the lobby the next he's gone 
Realizing how cold it is outside in paper-thin pajamas, <laughs> I returned to the lobby. No one was around. Strange. I could swear there's usually a night concierge. Uh, I used to play bass for night concierge. Um, <laughs> adrenaline. Working on wait. those night moves. <laughs> adrenaline wearing off. Knees no longer weak. Arms. Considerably lighter. Memes, yeah. <laughs> Considerably lighter. <laughs> My palms are clean. <laughs> palms are clammy. Uh, spaghetti neatly tucked inside my lower colon. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. No, at no risk of discovering perpetual motion, <laughs> I realized how stupid and rash my actions had been. He could have killed me. I cursed myself back up the stairs. I knew something was wrong when I got to my floor. The door to my room was wide open. I hadn't left it that way, right? Huh. Yeah. Then what happened? I walked inside, and after a quick search of the room, I determined it was safe, and my family was still asleep. I locked the door and got back into bed, though I didn't sleep for the rest of the night. I listened to my dad get up, (laughs) and... Eventually, my mom followed, but I still pretended to sleep. Until they threw a pillow at me and said, Get up! We have to go now! Oh, you know what I'm doing? I'm doing the Oni Plays version of uh, 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 Bobby Hill. Oh, okay. That Now I get it. But remind me to share you the Jerry Potter episode of Just Like Art. Okay. Dad. A few hours passed, and my parents got my sister and I up. We got into the car and made our way back to the airport. Digging through my bag to grab my iPod led to me the finding of something that hadn't been in there the previous day. A note that simply held the five words I still think about to this day. I knew you were awake. It's now been two months since the hotel experience. I'm still scared for my life. And it gets worse every day. That note I found wasn't the only one. I still receive them. Uh, Dathan Arbach, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, what would make this story, in my opinion, pretty great? Hmm? It did not need that last sentence. You mean... Really, you think that? yeah. I, you mean the whole thing about that note I found wasn't the only one? Yeah. still received them? Yes. I don't know. I kind of like the idea that we've got a unknowable stalker thing going on, and that's just kind of the end of it. Yeah, uh, this is going to be a minority report situation. Uh, I also like the ending. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I, I, actually, I actually like this one. I like this one, too. Uh, I'm a little conflicted on on the the middle. I wish that there was more detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part, parts of it are paint by numbers, uh, but I have to give this story a ten out of ten because it's written by Cafe Legendary, and Cafe Legendary is a great username. That is a very good username. 
What else has Cafe Legendary written? There's actually a nice helpful link right here at the bottom. Looks like literally every edit was this person made was done on December 20 from, from December 21st through December 24th, 2011. That's interesting. So this is like the Santa Cafe Legendary is the Santa Claus of creepypasta. <laughs> But only one, only for one year, from the from the winter solstice to Christmas Eve. Yeah. So there's a comment written on December fifth by Carrot Pony, um, an amazing creepypasta. Although the end could use some work. I mean, just a single note and still receiving them. What are on the notes? What happened after going to Virginia? Did anything happen other than those notes, like people going missing? The inn lacks the horror and shock that it is usually present in creepypasta. Um, Talk about someone kind of missing the point. But then um, again, this is someone I, I th- who's writing in 2013, that, so... I think that this person is missing the point because instead of focusing on the ending, they should be focusing on the stuff beforehand. Like, I want more details about the planned Virginia trip and more about the drama of the airport canceling the flight and all this kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. the details I want. I'd actually like to know why um, our pro tag left the room. And I thought for a second, what if what if uh, their family is staying in different rooms? I thought he was going to go check on his sister. Mm. Like I had assumed they weren't all staying in the same room because he barely mentions the sister. And he's like, oh, shit, what if this person's <clears throat> going to my sister's room? I mean, then, yeah. that was what I thought it was the, leading to. That I don't really know why the pro, why our why our um, narrator left the room in general, except to go the, maybe talk to the night concierge. He, he, the night concierge, the, the night concierge is the the most underrated DC superhero in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> they should have included him in Justice League. That probably would have made it better. Justice League, Justice League Dark. <laughs> I am the night concierge. I lost my parents when they forgot to check in at the front. <laughs> I mean, I, they didn't die. I mean, I literally lost them. They're somewhere in the hotel still. I still can't yes. find them. Um, the, the night concierge is like the villain from uh, the song Hotel California. <laughs> oh. Except that was just the night man. Ah! Fuck my mom. Um, <laughs> so is it time for Christmas in July? It's time for Christmas, Christmas in Ju- Christmas in July in December. Christmas in July and December. Yes, time for Christmas in Julie. Should I? Okay. Okay. Should've, so should I use protection? Do do, do 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 the thing, Julie. Julie, do the thing. Daddy, Daddy, it's snowing. Shut up, Julie! (laughs) 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 Robert Thorne groggily opened his eyes and mumbled. So he named a character pretty quick. Um, What is it, sweetie? His daughter Susie was standing by his bed. 
she loudly and excitedly exclaimed, It's fucking snowing outside. (laughs) Robert groaned, In July, honey, it can't be. Shit. That was as far as he got, because Susie was so excited that she was about to vibrate into another dimension, (laughs) trying to contain her anxiousness. (laughs) Oh no, she's juddering. Someone cast Blink on her. There is a Sean Baby article. Um, uh, his his Justice League page, his Super Friends page, where he was talking about the Flash, and the Flash's superpower is that he could do basically anything, so long as he mentioned vibrating his molecules before he did it. <laughs> True. It is especially, this, is this is like, or- <laughs> it especially allowed him to go through walls. And I know this is true because my grandma had like Parkinson's and would regularly fall through her chair. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! She was about to to vibrate into another dimension, trying to contain her anxiousness. She had never seen real snow before. (laughs) She ran off, proclaiming, "I'm going to build a fucking snowman." Robert looked over his tired wife and decided to see what the commotion outside was about. You did it. You did it wrong. Robert looked it over at his tired wife. Robert Thorne threw on a robe and proceeded outside. Much to his astonishment, it did appear to be snowing. White Robert Thorne. (laughs) Sorry, I had to. Well, guys, are we getting the origin story of Robert Thorne, a.k.a. the Night Concierge? Yes. (laughs) White flakes fell in mass from the sky and had already begun to layer the ground. Susie ran around the yard, twirling and whirling about. She opened her mouth to the heavens to catch a few errant flakes before flopping on her back to make snow angels. He opened the door and was shocked at how warm it was outside. Part of him had actually forgotten it was July and they were in Escondido, California. The temperature hadn't dropped below 60 degrees all week, and it was absurd to think that it was winter. He realized it was just the sky having really bad dandruff. No, I mean, the concept of a story where a kid's imagining there to be snow where there's not, that's just fucking stupid. Who would ever... That's dumb. (laughs) If people don't get the joke, it's because that's what happens in my favorite story. Um... How do we feel about the passive voice? I say with the implication that I don't like the passive voice and everyone knows that I don't like the passive voice. I'm a little more forgiving of passive voices as long as the story itself is interesting. So I've yet to really make a decision yet. Uh, I think the passive voice is okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm alright with it right now. Robert Thorne, though. We don't get the name. We've we've named Sue. Wait, wait, wait. This is a bad sign. I'm a little concerned. We have Robert Thorne. We have Susie. The wife doesn't have a name. my wife. Once again, the wife doesn't have a name. At least not yet. He was about to call Susie inside. When she spotted more kids and was off like a flash to play with them. She she vibrated her molecules. (laughs) (laughs) She was off like the flash to play with them. There wasn't any way to stop her short of yelling, and Robert wasn't worried. They were in a safe neighborhood in a safe part of town, and he knew the kids she was going to play with. 
He knew that he had to let his daughter have some room to spread her wings. He could use this time to figure out what was going on. He looked at the neighboring houses and found that all their lights were off. This wasn't odd. It was, after all, 5.30 in the morning. He took one last look at the sky that was dumping white flakes all over the neighborhood. Yeah. Just preying white flakes everywhere. <laughs> he God went back it. inside and Fuck. flipped on the television. <clears throat> <clears throat> he flipped to the local news channel. There had been breaking news. Robert began to fix himself some coffee while listening to the news. He never finished preparing the coffee. He died he of cardiac finished. arrest. Uh, is it is it entirely possible that we're dealing with a forest fire in one part of California is raining ash down in another part of California? I mean, you, you, you would think he wouldn't be that surprised uh, because we have had some serious ash rains not long ago, even in my my area. Holy shit. So the daughter should not be catching this on her tongue. Yeah. Uh, that, that's that's also another thing that it could be is it, we could have a a Resident Evil outbreak situation here. Oh, uh, zombies! Well, I mean, uh, it's not White Christmas so far. The snow is not nanobots, but it could be nanobots. Mm-hmm. The news reports featured a stuffy-looking man from NASA. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that differently because everyone says NASA, and I'm gonna say NASA because you can't tell me that. That's not how it's pronounced. But you have to finish the whole... You, you, you say it, and I'll finish the sentence for you, because you're, there's a key bit missing. So do go ahead and read that bit. He was at some sort of news conference, oh. and he was... No, no, no. I mean, I'm sorry. The bit about, about NASA. The news report featured a stuffy-looking man from NASA. Ka of the Valley of the Wind. He was... <laughs> that was incredible. You fucking dork. Yeah, that's me. Uh, uh, he was at some sort of news conference and was urging everyone to be calm. He talked about how NASA... <laughs> I'm just imagining like a guy going on the news that, that like is, is reading a report from NASA and he's like, He's trying to make a political argument or something, and he's just like, yeah, but uh, we have all of these reports from NASA that it's not the case. And, like, no one wants to correct him. <laughs> just, just imagining a moment of, like, hold on, I've got some incoming news from my headset. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Look, Jerry, I'll say it however the fuck I want to, all right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, so, so, we're saying that this stands for something, right? That this is an acronym. Yes. Then I'm going to pronounce it how I feel. Like, who the fuck are you to tell me otherwise? Um, NASA hadn't had any communications from the ship reported to have been sent off decades ago. They had performed an override on the controls and began recalling the ship years ago. Robert Thorne whose name we keep saying, even though we can establish that there's probably not another Robert in, in the story. Amused that they had probably only wanted the billions of dollars worth of equipment back. It was the next words and made the father drop the coffee mug on the ground, shattering it into pieces uh, quite melodramatically. Yeah, can, I, I'm not a fan of that sentence but otherwise story is okay 
Um, let's see if this all wraps up. How it wraps up. The NASA expert, I'm sorry, the NASA expert urged the press that the debris was not dangerous. There had been a miscalculation in the recall of the ship named Exogenesis, and it had entered the stratosphere without atmosphere entry preparations. The ship had burnt up in the atmosphere. He urged the audience again that the debris was so infinitesimally small that it posed no real danger to anyone's health. Robert's mind flashed to an image of his daughter, Susie, catching snowflakes with her tongue while laughing all the while. He didn't even hear the part where the press asked the NASA official if there were any crew on the ship. Outside, ashes rained from the sky and continued to blanket the small town of Escondido and its neighboring cities. Hmm. People dust. Mm-mm. Space people dust. It's even, it's even better. It's like when you get that freeze-dried ice cream. Uh, that's a that's a weird thing. Is it's called the exogenesis, mm-hmm. but in Europe they called it the exo mega drive. Any gamers in the audience? <laughs> it looks like there was a previous entry, by the way. Um, so there might be a connected story to this, but on its own, I think the story. Uh, should stand alone just in case this happens to be the one you stumble across first uh this is credited as to, we did yes this is credited to imperial invective so yeah i this one was fine uh it's all right i, I wasn't a huge fan of the passive voice uh it, it's doing its own thing but it, it, it's a real, it's a real short story, and there are some things that bug me about it, like the constant m- mentioning of the guy's name and the dropping the coffee mug onto the floor, and it's like, okay, he, <laughs> your <laughs> your daughter did a thing, and she doesn't know it, and then you bring her inside, and she never has to know. Well, you know. I mean- Robert Thorne dragly opened his eyes and mumbled, What is it, sweetie? His daughter, Susie, daughter of Robert Thorne, was standing by Robert <laughs> Thorne's bed. Um, I don't know. I think, yeah. I mean, there there's a few things that I think could be... Um, I mean, I personally would, would, would could see touched up, but those are... I agree with you on a lot of those points. Passive yeah. voice doesn't really bother me. Um, I mean, again... People dust, people and or space dust is not a bad concept for the story. I like that. To some degree, there's a, there's there's enough of this grounded in reality that the horror of it could just be like, yeah, I just ate. My daughter is potentially eating toxic bits of a spaceship, but which, by the way, out of context, that sounds really great. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Yeah, my my daughter might have accidentally eaten toxic parts of a spaceship. Um. <laughs> Well, we have a question or a comment from Samantha Garrison on December 12th, 2016. Uh, Regardless of whether anyone gets infected, it's still creepy to think that children were tasting the ashes with their tongues uh, and playing in what is basically dead people's remains. That's the chilling part. So many people enjoying death. Unintentionally Um, so. Unintentionally so, and and I think that that's the cool thing about the story. And then we have a reply from the author. Uh, yep, I decided to drop the infection angle as the science didn't work out, but I like how my story 
panned out in the end. Um, I like how it turned out, and apparently the prequel to the story, Two Possibilities, was deemed enjoyable enough to get featured in an online magazine. Thanks for reading. So apparently there was supposed to be an infection angle to this, which might explain why the story is so dramatic, even though it's supposed to be a small story. I think that the story could use another pass to make it less dramatic mm-hmm. and maybe even just take out the passive voice. Cause I don't think the passive voice works for this. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, I really, I do like the concept of this story a lot. And I like again, I think the, the author made a smart move by dropping the, uh, the in, uh, potential infection angle. The, the, the horror is a much more, um, is a much more subtle one. And I appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean the, the entire story already follows Robert Thorne. The story is about him. So why not just make him the narrator? Yeah. yeah. And not, con- and not constantly have him tell you that his name is Robert Thorne. His name was Robert Thorne. His name was Robert, name was Thorne. Robert Thorne. I, Robert Thorne went to the door, <laughs> saw my child outside. You know, the very first dead people. You know, the very first time I saw uh, Fight Club and they started doing the Robert Paulson thing, my mind immediately went to voice actor Rob Paulson, and I thought, well, yeah, they should be acknowledging him. (laughs) So anyway. Voice actor nerd. That's me. Um, I don't care about voice actors unless they're Laura Bailey, because Laura Bailey is hot because she voices Shin Chan. (laughs) She also voices Toru Honda and Lust. She also voices E Honda. <laughs> I love her E Honda voice. Um, so yeah, those. I want I want Laura Bailey to slap my ass a million times. <laughs> do you think? Do you think if you asked her nicely at a con? Just call my ass a million times. Because <laughs> I really first go up and be like, um, hi. So I, I really, I really enjoyed. Because you know, usually people ask, say what their favorite role you've played as a voice actor. So you could come up and be like, um, yeah, I really enjoyed the way you did uh, E Honda. Can you slap my ass a million times? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, and boy. then she'll she'll respond, uh, A, I didn't voice E Honda, and B, it's hundred hand slap, you ignorant pleb. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, there's a couple there's a couple little Christmas stories. One of them was not really about Christmas though. So we might do you think we have time for one more? You know what we should do is let's let's see if we have time for one more even though it's a really short story and we already have picked out the story that we're going to be reading. But let's pad it out by talking about Christmas and the Christmas spirit and have it be like half undercooked analysis discussion and half reading a story. Okay. (laughs) That's my suggestion. Sure, that seems fair. That was almost a coherent thought. (laughs) (laughs) So let me see if I understand this correctly. Um, we should go to plugs. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do that. Okay. Levecki's uh, Etsy shop is up and running. I plugged it in the last episode. I want to remind people again, you can get your post-Christmas UCA swag. And by UCA swag, I mean 
one shirt. With which more is, coming. No, no, I mean, there's literally only one shirt in existence. This is your yeah. chance to buy it. Um, and there will, be a, there it, will be a bidding war and then a fight to the death. <laughs> and, uh, we, all three of us, have worn it just to make sure it, it has more uh, yes. value. Um, you'll have to differentiate who uh, whose body odor is whose and whose comes off the strongest, but uh, it I, is I authentic. Wanted... I wanted to win, so before I put it on, I did not pay, bathe for two weeks. <laughs> um, just Re- really, really instantly pitted that thing out. <laughs> I think you're all set. The weird part was, though, it was made for my size, so uh, yeah, it might be a little stretched out uh, after I, they I walked through. around. I walked around like Baby Huey for a day. <laughs> But yeah, uh, there will be more shirt designs, and uh, not to mention an updated uh, Undercooked Analysis logo in the near future. Uh, our wizard of art, Beth Morton, thank you, Beth, is working on that, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna be uh, up to date, and it's gonna look really rad uh, when you wear it on your chest. Uh, I assume it'll be on the chest portion. If not, um, hopefully, a lot of people who will stand be standing behind you will go, "Hey, what's that cool coat of arms looking thing?" and then ask you about our show. Um, in the meantime, there will be stuff for that and probably Midnight Marinara stuff as well as we keep going forward, but the shop exists. It is a Etsy shop and I will link it in the description, but, uh, you can, you want to look it up. It's the MM sauce shop. Again, thanks to Levecki for becoming the, our, uh, our sort of merch handler and for being the, a cool all around person. Uh, no ketchup, just sauce. Just sauce. Yes. And the beat goes, scrap. <laughs> uh, any, other, any other plugs? Uh... I would like to plug um, Soberdorf's video on Psychomatis, how Hideo Kojima tells a story. Oh, that video is great. It's a great video. Uh, it's a video in which uh, Soberdorf, uh, in certain ways, gets his hopes up for Death Stranding, uh, and Chelsea has her hopes up for Death Stranding, and I am the only sensible person who realizes that the game could be utter dog shit. But, but can it really be utter dog shit? Yes, it it very well could be. Well, I don't have a stake in it really because I neither do um... I. I want it to be a good game. I'm just. You're gonna be. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're, you're gonna be cautiously pessimistic about it. Yes. Okay. Because we haven't we haven't seen any gameplay, and all he's done so far is show us weird images, and he's like, "Isn't that cool?" And it's like, Norman yeah, Reed is ma- ma- a baby. Maybe you got too much money. You know, maybe you got too much money. That's, you know, it's what happens when you're a video game auteur. You know. Uh yeah. And we're not sure how much of his auteurdom has been tempered in the past by other people with more sensible ideas, um, such as the great drawings by oh man, uh, Yoji Shinkawa, uh, who rendered Psychomantis. Go watch the Psychomantis video; it's, it's very really good, cool. Very good, and uh, you know. As I'll uh, always keep your ears open because so- sober has been a frequent guest on our show. He will probably be a frequent guest again in the future. Uh, sober. Now that Patreon work. has decided not to kill him. 
I am so happy that Patreon has decided not to kill our favorite dwarf. We need him in our party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anything <clears throat> else? Uh, I won't do a plug. I'll do another recommendation. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to recommend What the Hell Did I Just Read? A, da- a novel of cosmic horror by David Wong. Um, it is the third in the John Dies at the End series. Mm. Which, if you have not read, you really fucking should. They are some of my favorite books on this planet, and the third book is also very good. <laughs> Those books being John Dies at the End. Uh, this book is full of spiders. Seriously, dude, don't touch it. <laughs> um, and the newest, What the Hell Did I Just Read? Uh, and Kayla actually is... has a copy. I'm probably going to steal hers and read it at some point. He also has a fourth book, which is not part of that series, which is more of a sci-fi story called Futuristic Violence and Fancy Suits, which is also very good. Sounds cool. Oh, I just thought of another plug. I gotta make this. Well, uh, plug it in there. Alright, here it is. Uh, around plug it this time, in, plug it in. Around this time, it should already be out. We are uh, advertising Glade Plugins. They are official official sponsor. I'm, and so what you're going to want to do is go over to gladebox.com backslash undercooked. Use the promo code. Use the promo code. Use promo code pasta. You should be done. That's what you do. You get a pasta sent you. Why does my house smell like pasta? Right there, right in front of your face. And you can open it. It's a great plugin. It'll be great. You'll love it. I guarantee it. I'm ready to do it. I love how I started that and immediately just stopped it and let you guys do it. <laughs> it was like, ah, I can't. Hey, anyway. do you wanna, hey, do you want to hear me and Kayla and Say to talk about uh, The Three Caballeros? That's the most recent episode of Animusings, and it came out just recently, so go give that a listen, too. That's all I'm going to say. Boy, that's such a nothing movie. Anyway. <laughs> Ouch. It's got it's got Jose Carioca doing black magic, and I seriously want to see someone. Okay, artists, artists out there, can someone do? Like, <laughs> Draw E Honda slapping my ass. <laughs> Hundred hand slap against Dead Palace ass, but it, uh, I want to see a picture of Donald Jose and Panchito as a gritty Doomtown esque uh, adventuring party where Panchito's the huckster. Donald's the brawler, and Panchito is the gunslinger. Think three amigos, but, like, super, like, gritty. Like, they're going to roll in the town, and Pistolero from Once Upon a Time in Mexico is going to start playing. Absolutely one thing from that film has stuck with me as uh, since I've seen it as a child. Because I was so fucking confused as a child, I rewound it and watched it, like, 20 times. Mm-hmm. It's just that one of the songs they're doing, at one point... Some guy is playing a wooden instrument that he taps on his teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, as a child, had to rewind that like 20 times like, what the fuck is going on there? <laughs> I rewound that scene in Wild Wild West where Will Smith falls out of that bathtub a million times to see if I could see Will Smith's dick. Did you? 
Hello out there in Benview podcast land. My name is Josh and this is Jesse. Hello. And we happen to do a podcast about video games called the Extra Damage Cast. Indeed we do. If you like to talk about video games or more accurately listen to other people talk about video games, you should check out our podcast. It's at extradamage.com or on the Benview Network website, whatever that is. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.